This is the Woke Daisy. Welcome back, TWDers. Guys, we're on season five, and I can't believe it. And if you've been following along with us from the start, then I'm sure you can't either. From being the little podcast that could to being on the BBC last season and being in the Times of India in the beginning of all of this and coming as far as we have, we've just got so many surprises for you in store in the future, and we just owe you so much for the success of this podcast. Hell yeah, we do. It's been a crazy few months for us, and crazy is kind of an understatement. So before we launch into season five in full force, we wanted to do this episode to kind of break down why it took us so long to kind of get our shit together. We've been dealing with all sorts of stuff, and we wanted to be super transparent and also acknowledge how much everyone has been going through. It's been such a weird time. And as I've been talking to my friends, it's like 2020 has been this year of total togetherness while we're being socially distant totally being close to each other and completely apart. Reflection, but also an urge to quit looking back so we can finally move forward. And a total pile of contradiction all around. It's just been isolating and frustrating and lonely and challenging and beautiful, reflective, slower, a little bit pared down to what's kind of important. Between coronavirus, racial tensions, political races, personal changes, and a world that just apparently keeps spinning even when it's on fire. I mean, the last couple of months, guys, I honestly did not know which way was up. Yeah, I know. It's been so crazy. I mean, before COVID hit, I was actually looking for a new job because I was really unhappy with what I was doing. And I had started applying to jobs and then nothing happened because COVID. So I was really grateful that I had a job and I was secure with it. But I was so unhappy to my day to day that I was very miserable. And so I recently got a new job finally about a month ago. And it's been amazing. It's a new startup in San Francisco called Gong. And it's exactly what I've been trying to do and wanting to do. So I'm super excited to do it. But it's also a lot of work. I mean, before, you know, I was juggling work and this podcast and kind of using work as just an income source and having this podcast be my passion. So I'm really excited to finally have a job that I'm really passionate about. But my hours have been crazy. I'm working like 10 to 11 hours every day. And so that's why I have not had a lot of time for this podcast, but I'm excited to finally get into a routine, schedule things, and get back with you, Annika, because I have missed you a lot. I've missed you too. And it takes so much time to get into a routine in the first place. And I feel like we've had 125 different kinds of normal. Everybody has had so many periods of adjustment. And right when you think that you're starting to figure it out and maybe kind of getting into the flow of things, it totally goes completely upside down all over again. I know that my friends who are parents were starting to get into the flow of things over the summer, having the kids home because they would have been home anyway for the summer. And then suddenly school started and it just upended everything because everybody's teaching kids at home. And it's just been totally, totally crazy for everyone. For my end, I know that I was with you on the job search. I would have been looking as well. I started freelance writing because I realized that writing was, I know, it was (laughs) just the passion that I could not let go of. So I started writing there. And on top of that, I got married, which I think everybody knows on this podcast at this point. Um, But, you know, planning the wedding, it was interesting just because it kept being one of those things where we would plan and then replan and then replan over and over again because the laws kept changing too about whether you could have it at a hotel, how many people could be indoors and all of that. So it was like this wedding that was just 
never ending in terms of planning. And even beyond that, it was wild. Nehal, I told you this before, but in the six weeks prior to the wedding, I started a certificate program through Cornell. I had a crazy work-life balance where my job started taking over. I started freelancing again. I turned around a book to my editor and she told me to start writing the second book in the series. And on top of that, it was wedding things, family things, and actually being present for everybody around us as well. So it has just been a total ride, I can say, for the last few months. And aside from the things that were unique to our lives, like everybody else, we were terribly affected by COVID. And speaking personally, I'm not a doctor. I can't speak more highly of the doctors, the nurses, the paramedics, the first responders as a whole, and the frontline workers who are doing testing and exposing themselves to diseases every day. I can say that I work at a medical institution in New York City, and from June and from March to June or July, work was a little bit crazed. I work on the research side of things, so I work for the deans of research, and it was both really fulfilling and completely exhausting to see researchers who spent their entire lives working on HIV or different elements of diseases who totally changed trajectory to be able to try and solve COVID. And... That was amazing, but it was also draining to go through, of course. But once again, you said this already, Nehal, but we were lucky that we had jobs at all. And that's something that we always kept in mind. But we also lost family members. And that was really tough for both of us to kind of have to go through and to watch people go through. So I actually didn't lose a family member personally, but I did have COVID affect my grandma and grandpa. And it's crazy because they were in India. So it's my nani and nana on my mom's side. And it was just so scary because, you know, when COVID happened, we knew that it was happening. We thought it was going to be like a two week thing. And then maybe after two weeks, we're going to go back to normal life. Ended up being nine months and nobody near close to me had it. So then finally in India, it hit them. And, you know, they are so old. They are, I'm so close to them. And so my mom was shook and she couldn't even go to India to make sure they were okay. Like that feeling of helplessness was so real. And so like when I say, I think that's when COVID felt real to me. I'm not saying it did not feel real to me, but I think having a family member have it who's so close to you made it feel some type of different way. So anyway, my grandpa ended up getting pneumonia and then he did get through it. So both my grandparents are safe and healthy now. And I'm really grateful for that. But I know a lot of people have not had that luck. And it's, I'm really, really sorry for everybody who has been going through something like this. Um, I, I am so at uh, like a loss of words. I don't even know what to say that people are staying indoors. People are going out. People are wearing masks. People are trying to social distance, but you know, you don't realize how massive this thing is as we hit our second spike right now. It's been really, really intense. And I know that for our family, we actually did have a loss from COVID. My great aunt, my dad's aunt, who was sort of a matriarch. She's kind of a badass. She's like, she was like, 50 when she learned how to drive in India and she you could never keep her still and she was actually um the mother of one of uh obviously my uncle my dad's cousin who was a Cargill war hero and so he they have three kids and uh they're both you know all the kids are in their 40s and have kids of their own and things like that and when what struck me through COVID is that when people pass away from it they're passing away in isolation. And the people who are grieving are grieving in isolation. And you can't just, especially with South Asian families, we always 
you know, get together to grieve together. There's a lot of family functions you have to do. There's a lot of things that we all have to get together and do together. And we lost that opportunity and that has sucked. I mean, not even to be able to offer comfort sometimes in the moments that you really want to or need to and to really have to face these things alone has been really, really tough, I think, for lots of families. And that's been you know, something that we've gone through, obviously, in, in multiple facets, whether it's somebody getting COVID and making it, but still being terrified because you can't go there and show your support for them, or whether it's losing someone. And it's just been a really intense time for all of us. And so for all of you listeners, we are extend our condolences if you guys have lost family members or friends or loved ones during this time. And we are with you. We know it's really frustrating and really isolating and really alone sometimes. And it hasn't been easy. And I think it hits also really differently now as the holidays are coming up because you want to be around your loved ones. I mean, let's take it back to your wedding. I was supposed to be at your wedding. I was a bridesmaid and I couldn't make it like due to also traveling, but also I had my new job come into play and like just juggling everything. Like that was a really big life event for you that I wasn't able to be a part of. So I'll see you at the reception next year. But it's definitely one of those things as you start thinking about Thanksgiving and Christmas, like, you know, we're really grateful to be with our close family right now. But I know we wanted to be with everyone else at the end of the day. And so uh, it's just taking 2020 with a grain of salt, man. I know it's been exhausting, not just for us. I think the whole world is just tired. I'm the whole so world tired. is tired. And it felt like the focus shifted every week. Like first we had to get used to working from home, which was kind of a routine shift as is. And then if that was an option to work from home in the first place. And then if it wasn't, then you had to kind of juggle the family members who were home and try and assess your risk. And then it was like, if you have kids, then how do you figure out childcare and taking care of your family? And then people are like, well, focus on your mental health, accept what it feels like, whether it's good, whether it's bad and just survive it. And then other people are like, oh my gosh, I learned four languages. I did this. I did that. I built a business. And I'm just sitting here. (laughs) And I was like, uh, and I had a phase like that too. I'm not going to lie. I had this amazing phase this summer where I was like exploding, doing it all and feeling like a rock star. And then literally it was like hitting a wall and breaking into a thousand pieces because I was so exhausted. And then it just got to the point where I was sick of being home. And I was like, Okay, I have all these opportunities. The world is obviously full of great things too, but we don't even get to see them. And then I just got to kind of be miserable, which I think everybody has had a phase of at this point. But it's just been so, uh, the pressure to be productive during this time is intense. I know, it's just like, you're trying to do all that you can because you have all this extra time because you're working from home. So you're like, okay, I'm gonna try to do it all. And then there are days where I literally don't do anything. I sit and watch TV for like 10 hours in a day and then turn the TV off. And then you feel like shit the other day or the next day because you're like, okay, I didn't do anything yesterday. But then you're like, I don't want to do anything anymore. I'm over it. Yeah, I know. And this whole thing where like, you know, people are like, well, I lost this weight, I gained this weight. I, I don't know what COVID's doing to me. I don't know what COVID's doing to my health. Like it's, it's a real struggle. And it's just been you know, wild to see all these different life experiences change for people. You were mentioning this, Nahal, that you weren't um, able to come to the wedding. But like, honestly, we downsized from 350 to to 30. And all of my friends, a bunch of them, a couple of them had babies. And we didn't know if they could have their husbands in the delivery room during that time um, because of the COVID risk. And, 
you know, we've talked about loss and how we can't be there for that. And all these different life-changing events are still happening. And it just blows my mind that the world is still spinning. You know, like there's days where I wake up and I'm like, I can't believe that the world is still functioning despite the fact that it's so broken and it's so like all over the place right now. And that has just been really hard to cope with, I think. In some ways it's been really good, some ways it's been really bad. Mental health has just been a roller coaster. I think that there's been so much mixed messaging between all of those Instagram accounts, for example, and social media that are like, do what you gotta do, just accept where you are with things. And you know, if you're happy, be happy. If you're sad, be sad. And then you also see people just completely killing the game and you're feeling so much pressure to kind of measure up and keep functioning normally because other people are obviously trying to do it and somehow you feel like you're inadequate because you aren't able to and you're not able to like get a grasp on everything happening in your life too. No, I completely agree. I think mental health during COVID has definitely been a shit show for me. Um, when I was living at home, it was hard because, you know, I love hanging out with my parents. I love being around them. But then the little things start to annoy you. I remember at the beginning of COVID, my parents were super, super, super cautious about everything. You know, they're like going to the grocery store and I had to put basically a hazmat suit on because they wanted me to be safe. And then as soon as we got the groceries, we'd come back and my dad would be like, I need to clean all of the cans that we got and everything. Obviously, we're not being as cautious as before anymore because, you know, we're being more responsible going to the store. But I think because of that, there was a lot of like fights in my family around who's being safe and who isn't. Even now when I'm like with my roommates and stuff, you know, we're only hanging out just us three. And so sometimes, you know, the little things get to you. You're like, I love these people so much, but I'm also starting to realize like why I need to go to work for eight hours and then come back because I can't do everything. I actually started reading, <laughs> yeah, I actually started reading this book um, called The User's Guide to the Human Mind. And it talks about like why your brain makes you unhappy or anxious and what we can do about it. And I think the book has just taught me a lot about how you can control like things going on in your life and how that's possible. I know a lot of times things are out of control, but they, it kind of explains how the brain works and why you feel certain ways. And it's helped me cope with some personal things happening in my life. Oh, that's awesome. I will definitely have to check that out. I think that reading has totally fallen by the wayside, by the way. I used to be like 100 books a year. And now I'm like, oh, so the last book I read might have been in May. So it's uh, totally not normal for me. But yeah, my mental health has been off and on. It's been really good for phases where I've just felt so great and so productive. And I felt like I found a routine. And then something always throws a monkey wrench in it. And then as soon as I'm off that routine, or as soon as I'm off feeling good for a couple of days, it's really hard to get back on the wagon for me now. Because before it used to just be like, oh, well, Monday comes, you go to work, everything's normal. And now it's like, okay, well, Monday comes and it's exactly the same as the last six months have been or seven months have been. And that is totally, you know, it it doesn't let you kind of get back on the horse and keep functioning. And I know that we've been talking this whole time about productivity and how people have been putting pressure on us, but it's been, or, you know, whether it's direct or whether it's indirect, but It was a really intense season four for us too. We happened to start releasing season four when we were already a little bit tired because it was sort of peak COVID at the time. And then racial tensions started breaking out and we happened to speak out about it. And our podcast happened to do pretty well because of it. And because we started talking about this, other people started asking us to guest and for you know, we wanted to make sure that our podcast was in good shape and that we were still addressing all of these things that desperately needed to be addressed. And we didn't want to take time off. 
And it led also to a bunch of other project ideas, which was really fun. Me, you, and our producer, Sheree, just got to hang out and talk through a bunch of the projects that we went. We started getting some movement going on it. And we felt a lot of pressure to turn that out, I think. I think that we were really like trying hard to keep being as productive and as on top of our game as we possibly could during that time until we finally just realized maybe we can't do this right now. And it took a lot actually to kind of be like, okay, we can't do this secret project or this new project that we're working on. I know you really wanted to do it too. You were like very, very trying to do it. But even just talking through everything in this episode that we're doing right now, you've talked about your wedding, your mental health, everything. Do you really think that it it was possible for us to take something on like that? I don't. And that's why I think it's such a good idea that we decided to kind of take a step back and be like, okay, We can have one thing right now on our plate that's related to this podcast, and it's the Woke Thacy. And so actually a little bit about our side project, we were thinking about starting another podcast, um, and we had some amazing guests lined up, but we realized the best place to have these guests actually is on the Woke Thacy. So you guys will get to hear all of these amazing new guests, and you're going to be kind of shocked by how amazing they are and just how much they've taught us about their lives, and I feel like I'm obsessed with them, but you will get to hear it, but it won't be on this secondary podcast that we were working on. We're going to hold off on that for a little while. It just didn't feel like the right time to launch it, especially given all the things that we've talked about, as Nahal mentioned on this episode, but also because it was just not normal for them either. So they're also trying to find their normal and figure out how to navigate all of this. And we were doing great work and they were doing great work, but it just didn't feel like the right time to be coming out with all of this stuff when we could have just launched it on the Facey. Yeah, one of the other reasons I also think that we decided to take that really long break was because we were trying to figure out if this project was possible. But then also, I feel like season four, like you also said, was very heavy, even for us. Constructing all those episodes and taking in all of the things about systemic racism, colorism, like those are very heavy topics. So I think I was just like, I couldn't even function anymore after because I... There was just a lot of information going in my head from learning, but also talking and then doing all these graphics and everything. So I'm actually really glad that we took that two month break and we've decided to hold off on the project because we're coming back better than ever this season. We are. And you know, you mentioned something that was so good about the information overload. Like that was such a time. It's been such a year of learning for everybody too. And that's amazing. That's awesome that people are doing that. And it's hard work sometimes to be able to, and it is a privilege that we can walk away from it to say like, you know what, we're not doing the podcast for two months because these conversations can hold. The fact that those conversations can hold for us means that we're in a privileged space to be able to do that. But at the same time, it's also been draining for everybody, whether you're a member of the Black community, whether you're a member of the South Asian community, whether you're somebody who voted, because we need to do five seconds on this election that just passed and how bananas it's been. Oh my God, I can't even, I just, I remember in 2016, waking up at 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. and we found out the results and we're like, fuck. But then this year, it was so dragged out to the point where I had anxiety for day after day after day, and then it anxiety was gone because I was like, I'm over it. Are we even getting a new president? What's going on? And then all of a sudden now it's like everything's are working. And then the part that also pisses me off is now Donald Trump is saying that this is all rigged or something like at least have a little bit of pride and dignity and like leave the office with it, which obviously he doesn't have it. Sorry, I'm very passionate about this, but I'm just like, so like, just say congratulations. What is the deal with this whole let's recount the ballots? Oh God, I'm from Pennsylvania. 
<laughs> so, so that all, is all so, I have to say about so that. I'm from Pennsylvania. About you. So all of the memes were about you. <laughs> all the memes are about me and my people. Yeah, I I put some on my own uh, Instagram account as well because I was like, we half of our state has very passionate arguments about hoagies and which gas station to eat them at. So I really don't think that you want to sit there and give us the presidential election and have us determine who's going to be next. But I'm glad that we came through and that we pulled through. And I got to thank Philadelphia for that because they came through in epic ways for the entire country. I'm so freaking excited. I'm so excited. I'm so happy. And it's been really intense. It was like, I remember reading, somebody tweeted this, and I'm sure all of you have seen it, but it was like, from the year that gave us six months of March comes Tuesday of election day, day four. Like, (laughs) I was just like, this is the most accurate meme for 2020 or the most accurate tweet for 2020 is the fact that we've had endless, endless days of everything. You know what's funny? Everyone is thinking like, okay, I'm ready for 2021. You know, like at midnight, it's going to be a new year. Y'all hate to break it to you. It's going to be the same shit all over again. (laughs) And I'm trying to have a little bit of positivity, but it's very, very hard. (laughs) No, I agree with you completely. It's just kind of, I think that this is one of those things where we're just going to have to take it day by day. We're just going to have to keep doing what we're doing and hoping for the best. But before we signed off for the night, we wanted to just let you guys know what's been going on with us and how we've been feeling personally, what we've been going through, and also address the fact that you guys are probably equally as tired, equally as exhausted, equally as drained as we have been with all the many things that are happening in your lives as well. As we start to grow this podcast more and more, we've realized how many amazing audience members we have, or listeners, I guess, not audience members, but um, it's so great to connect with you guys on social media, and I know we haven't been as active as we should, but we're hoping to change that moving into season five, and also something Annika and I really want to do is get to know you guys more personally, and so hopefully we can host some sort of virtual chats and stuff and start talking about these topics. I know we just kind of unloaded all of our shit on you guys today in this episode, but hoping that we can all do it with each other and kind of be more open when it comes to mental health or how you're feeling about elections or what's going on. So hoping that change does come, but follow us on social media. If you don't already, it's at the woke Daisy on all social media platforms. And you can also keep in touch with us personally now because we've kind of shared a lot about our lives, which we haven't done in a while. So I'm actually really excited to see who listens to this episode. And you can follow me at Nehal Tanani and Anika at Anika Sharma. And as we always say, get woke, stay woke, and we'll talk to you again next week on Tuesday. This is The Woke Daisy.